Welcome to UND Insider Weekly Podcast. We didn't have a podcast last week, so I know the people that are out there tearing their hair and weeping and gnashing teeth, uh, they're back, and we're back for another edition. This is something spectacular going on this time because we not only have Tom Miller and Brad Schlossman with us, we have Mango Maddie Sattler from WVAZ TV Sports. Maddie, welcome back to the uh, podcast. Can't believe you came back after the way we mistreated you last time. Well, they were really desperate for people, I guess, so <laughs> I'm here. No, 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 no. Mark Cock was avail- wasn't available, so then we went right to you. Well, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. <laughs> no doubt. Brad, good to see you. Tom, how's it going, fellas? It's, uh, it's early for us in the morning. It's a, it's a crack at 10 a.m. <laughs> it is. Our crack producer, David Folsky, he's... Uh, Look at that. He's been up since probably 10 minutes ago. Yeah, he's been <laughs> editing our notes for us since I pointed out all these mistakes last night in there. But Uh-oh. that's okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, we talked some hockey, talked some uh, basketball, and uh, let's start with uh, the men's hockey team who secured the Penrose Cup and another NCHC championship uh, with wins against Western Michigan 8-1 to and 5-4 to over the weekend. And uh, with those victories, they also wrestle away the number one spot in the pairwise rankings from Quinnipiac, which uh, is significant in itself, correct, Brad? Maybe. I don't know. Right now? I, I mean, uh, the, the way the in tournament... In two weeks, it'll be significant. I'm, maybe, I guess. I don't... Uh, you know, the way the well, tournament is set up the last few years, I've almost gone into the whatever you are, you get in and you play who you play because um, the, the success actually, I think four seeds have beaten one seeds more than threes have beaten twos. So at this point, I'm, I, I, you know, I know that they think it's important and uh, they, they make it a big deal. I don't really. Well, I was anymore. thinking more along the lines of where you get put. I mean, that, that could be a possibility. Uh, I think if, if you're one, you got to go to St. Paul, don't you? There are uh, other factors that could throw it off, mainly Minnesota. If Minnesota gets in the tournament and their pairwise is higher than Atlantic Hockey Champion and the WCHA Champion, which is entirely possible. Um, that'll be 16.50. They'd be the 14 overall seed. And if UND's the number one overall seed, they're not going to have them play the 14 overall seed in so the first gonna round. they're going to go to Cincinnati and play Robert Morris or Michigan Tech? or Mankato They would go or... to Cincinnati most likely. The other thing that would really throw this whole thing for a loop is if Miami ends up getting in. And all of a sudden you have Minnesota as you know, uh, the, one of the best four seeds, and you have Miami winning the tournament and getting in there, because then they're not going to go to uh, uh, Cincy either to play Miami, because it's a conference matchup. They could end up going out east. So there's a few factors that could really throw this off. Um, you know, more than likely, I would say they're going to be in St. Paul or uh, Cincinnati, but it's not entirely uh, out of the question that they would go east. We were extremely entertained on Friday night, <laughs> yeah. in particular by, uh, by the UND hockey team and the play of uh, the CBS line came out and dominated in that one and some brilliant goals by uh, Schmaltz and Besser. Besser with a couple of them, uh, mm-hmm. who Brock, by the way, Offensive Player of the Week. What's his chances of uh, MVP? Uh, I think it's very small, and the reason for that is they asked each team to put two players on the ballot. Mm. A couple weeks ago, and we UND and had no idea who to put on the ballot because we've talked about this before. Who's the MVP of this team? Is it Besser? Is it Kajula? Is it Schmaltz? I is think it, it's Johnson. Is it Stetcher? Is it Cam Johnson? Um, you know, there's so many guys that could be on there, and I think they ended up putting Cam Johnson 
and um, Drake Kajula on there. And of course, Basser finishes on a tear and easily wins the scoring title and easily wins the goal title by a mile. And um, if he was on the ballot, would he win? I think there's a good Probably. chance, but because he's not on there right now, I you know, well, who's going to win it then? That's a really good question. Um, I do think Cam has a shot. I think Ethan Prow from St. Cloud State, he's the leading defenseman scorer. I think he's taken one penalty the whole year. Um, I think uh, Danton Heinen and his crew will get get a look. Uh, it's That's one of the, the good questions. Who's yeah. going to win NCHC MVP? I don't know. Uh, Besser, I think, you know, if, if you were just writing in your candidate, which I suggested uh, that they maybe do in the future, is just at the end of the year, write in your candidate. You need you shouldn't need to look to see, oh, who Who's could be our MVP? Yeah, I mean, it, it should be an easy one to, to write in. You would think so. So they win 8-1 to one on Friday. They get the cup. They raise the cup, mm-hmm. which uh, I noticed some of the players were a little hesitant until Gage Osmus grabbed it and, and, and held it over his head. Then they started pounding their sticks and they were happy then because I don't think the whole team knew that he was going to actually grab it yeah yeah we've seen it both ways in the might past might as well don't you think yeah you know you want something celebrated it's yeah. harder to win this than it is to win the national tournament I think yeah it's more of a grind you have yeah. to do it over the long period of time and um, it is worth something and you can celebrate it to the the crew that didn't um, touch any of their trophies uh, when that happened, I didn't really have an issue with it because, I mean, they had won all these trophies before and it was uh, some, you know, they, they still had fun, you know, with it all. They just didn't hold it. So I, I didn't take big issue with the, the team that didn't touch it because they had already won every trophy in the league before and it wasn't a new thing. But, yeah, it was. But that, uh, that team didn't have the uh, end of the year payout, so they no, didn't. no one had to copy it. I mean, exactly. If that, if that it, had team, they won, yeah. you'd see it all the time. No one would, the next few years, they wouldn't have been doing it. But since they, they lost to Michigan that year, and now we're seeing it more again. It was interesting. Saturday night they got off to a, a bad start, and Cam got off to a bad start. And uh, Brad Berry was telling me this morning, he said something. He, when they walked down the tunnel after the first period, it was 3-1. He said, give me the puck. I'm getting the next one and get us going. And he got the next one, a shorthanded goal. Who said that? Uh, Chiswick. Chiswick. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walking down to the locker room. Yeah. He uh, said, give me, and give me the puck. I'm getting the next one. Well, uh, and yeah. he, he made a play with uh, – uh, it was a, a great uh, effort play where he – came in on the rush and he shot it wide and just kept going right and didn't stop boards, and yeah. um, sprinted all the way around the defenseman who um, uh, Chiswick made him look a little bit lost if you watch the replay he just he goes around him and that was I think that once they scored that goal I thought okay they're going to win this game a little it, home rink advantage do you think on it do you think Bryn knew exactly where that puck was going to come out um, with these boards, no, I don't. <laughs> Especially <laughs> I, not behind the net. I, I think that uh, these are actually the same boards that they installed when the rink was built. I think basically everything else in this rink, uh, except for the chairs, have been renovated. They're the trying ice, to get new ones for next year. Uh, that, that's, They're hoping uh, to get some new ones I would ones think for that would year. be a, a good thing. The, the ice is new. The system below the ice, they've painted everything. They've replaced, I mean, basically everything they've kept up, and the boards are the one thing they haven't done. And um, a lot of times when you see a puck slide and hit the boards, 
um, they're curling a little bit. So when you see it hit the boards and pop way up in the air, that's because the boards are curling at the bottom. It should slide straight back out. Yeah. That one, unfortunately for Chiswick, slid back straight out. back out. Uh, 11th sweep of the season. You're the statistician. How many times have they done that? I think once. One team did 12. I think it was 98-99 team. I also look, looked up yesterday that, that uh, they just completed a better regular season than the Hercus Circus team. And that's, that's pretty Because of that incredible. pesky loss to U.S. International. <laughs> it is. A <laughs> stupid Matt Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> UND assistant coach Matt Shaw was on a U.S. International team from San Diego that came here and upset the Hercus Circus team in 87. And that actually is the reason, because had they won that game, they would have a better winning percentage than this year's team yeah. in the regular season. But Shaw's um, fault. <laughs> I ben, kind of bench wrote, Hayden and fire Matt. <laughs> I kind of wrote in my column today, though, you know, the 98-99 the team was just a really, really good team. 29-3-2 um, and two in the regular season. And when you talk about great North Dakota teams, you almost never hear people bring that yeah. team up. They're, they've almost been forgotten. And they didn't win the WCHA tournament. They didn't win the national tournament. Well, it ended up, but did you, were you there at Dane County? I was not. The regional game was yeah. at Dane County against Boston College. Boston College had four huge defensemen, and we didn't have a chance. Yeah. They couldn't get through past those guys for nothing. And there was about 300 people in the building. It was just <laughs> horrible. It really was. And yeah, they lost that one, so they kind of lost and forgotten in, yeah. in a way. Huh? And the, the Hercus Circus, like, it's almost every week I come to the rink, you hear someone reference it in some way, especially this year. I've heard it referenced more often than, you know, uh, I, this is the, the most entertaining team I've seen since Hercus. This is, you know, since Hercus. You know, that's that's all all you hear about. And well, the reason everyone remembers them is because they went on, they won the regular season title, they won the postseason title, they won the national title, they won the Hobie Baker. So they kind of had a clean sweep that year. And um, it, they, people still talk about it. It was interesting. Tony was in the in building the this weekend was. scouting for Tampa Bay this weekend. And he came up to say hi. And at one, then at one point when I left, the, ele or the uh, press box guard, Bill, uh, Bill said to me, he said, yeah, he said, Tony came up here and he said, yeah, I want to go up and say hi to Tammy. Tony, you can go anywhere you want in this building. <laughs> and Kerbers was rolling his eyes, too, going, oh, he's like godlike around here, isn't he? I said, yeah. And he said, and that was 1987. I said, yeah, that was a long time ago. The funny part is the people who I hear reference that team, half of them were like, 10 or under when that there's no way they can have any recollection like I, I i was like five when that happened i don't have any recollection but all these people still reference that team and i think if this team is going to be remembered that way in 40 years from now that uh their next month of the season will determine how long they're remembered i think people remember this team for a while just because we don't see teams in entertainment value like this but will they be talking about them in 50 years like the Hercus circus we'll find out in the next month Women's hockey team lost to Minnesota semifinal round and WCHA final faceoff. Um, I guess standard <laughs> procedure almost it has been, hasn't it, Brett? Yeah, you know, Minnesota's uh, just a, a really dominant team in Wisconsin too. And I, I think at the start of the tournament, you look at those two teams and um, almost assume they're going to be in the championship game. I, I think North Dakota was the team to do it. They had beaten both of them, and um, it's a 2-0 game, close enough game, but that's uh, that was kind of the concern coming into this year. We, we knew they were going to be really good defensively. The decor is good. We knew that they had Shelby Emsley-Benzie, who's uh, among the best goalies in the nation, if not the best. 
Um, but we also knew the scoring was going to be an issue. And uh, against a good Minnesota team here, uh, I think that was the ninth time they were shut out this year. So uh, all I think all the, the preseason ideas about this team came true, that they were good defensively, they did have good goaltending, and they did have trouble scoring. They did garner some uh, league awards in the WCHA. Shelby Amesley-Bensley, uh, the outstanding student athlete, all WCHA third team. Amy Minky was all WCHA second team. Alec Wisaniak and Anna Kaponen uh, were all WCHA, or Anna was all WCHA rookie team, mm -hmm. and Hallie was all WCHA third team. So uh, the future looked bright for that squad, Brad, or what do you think? Uh, you know, I think they have huge questions next year. Um, that senior class did a lot for them. Uh, Megan Defoe, Becca Kohler, uh, Tanya Eisenschmidt, Layla Marvin had a great senior year for them. Um, of course, Shelby Amsley Benzie, uh, Sam Hansen. They lose a, a, a very, uh, Sam Lasham, they lose a, a large senior class that scored over half of this team's goals. So um, I know they have a, a recruiting class coming in that they really like. This is um, probably the most dynamic they've had in a couple years. But are they going to replace those players as freshmen? It's you just don't see that too often. No, I don't no. see that, and so once in a while you see one, maybe two of yes. those players come in and and contribute a lot. The rest of them are learning, finding their way. Yep, and, and I maybe think maybe by the time they're sophomores, juniors, seniors, whatever, then they're. And I think that was the same with Dufault and Kohler. You know, they they were both very excited about those two uh, recruits. It took them a little bit bit of time to become the the dominant players that uh, they were at the end, and. You know, a lot's going to be uh, on the shoulders of Amy Minky and Hallie Krasaniak, like uh, the all-conference players there, and um, they're going to need uh, to find a goalie replacement, whether it's Lexi Shaw or Kristen Campbell, who redshirted this year. Um, those are going to be big questions. Heading yeah, more often year. you get a Brock Besser. Uh, more often you don't get a Brock Besser. You Correct. get a lot of Hayden Shaws, Christian Wallanans, uh, things like that. Yeah, <laughs> like Olson, and it's same on, same on the women's side. Yeah. Like sometimes you will get a player like um, Alamaru who's going to come in and score 80 points as a freshman, or you will get um, one of those types of players, and uh, they're very rare. And I, the the girls coming in are not going to be score 80 points as a rookie. They're not going to be a Kessel or a, um, there's a girl coming to Minnesota. I don't know if it's next year or the year after who's going to absolutely light the league on fire when she comes in. That's your your take on it? Yeah, uh, Podem, Amy Podemak. She came up here um, when she was in ninth grade to play on one of those uh, Pursuit of Excellence teams that plays the preseason exhibition, and she was just dangling everyone. And I'm like, who is this player? And I look, and it says grade nine. I'm like, oh, my God, she would be a first-line player on any team in this league in grade nine. So I don't even want to know what's, what's going to happen when she comes in. I, th I don't know if it's next year or the year after. But we well, don't have to worry about losing her to the pros or major <laughs> I know. That's the, other, that's the other factor. <laughs> yeah. Like, these teams uh, – if there were pros or major juniors, Minnesota would have lost Kessel. They would have lost uh, Cameron Easy, uh, Hannah Brandt by now. But these players go out there and dominate for four years. Yeah. The uh, basketball teams are both in Reno for the Big Sky Conference tournament, the men's team. Uh, Tom was Montana flexing its muscle a little bit, like, yeah, you guys are pretty good, but uh, here, here's, here, here, we're the big guys here. We're the big dogs. A little bit. That was quite the thud. You know, you indeed had put together a pretty good run. And that loss kind of came out of nowhere to me. Um, you know, it's uh, to be handled like that, right? Yeah. They they hadn't they hadn't kind of experienced that most of the year. You know, everything had kind of come down to the wire, or they had done that to other people. So, 
um, yeah, that probably wasn't a good loss heading into the heading into Reno. And I think the the worry now is that once they they went to Montana, they went to Montana State, and then they stayed on the road and went to Reno. Um, so by the time they play um, Southern Utah here, uh, you know they've been on the road for quite a few days. Even if you get past Southern Utah and maybe you play in Idaho State. You know, just the longer you're on the road, the tougher it is kind of for, for kids to keep their legs. Fatigue. Yeah. The uh, the women are at uh, Reno, and they uh, jumped into that top four spot, Maddie, and uh, they've been impressive over the last, what, two months? Yeah, and, you know, especially the way they started Big didn't Sky Didn't want to wake you up, but go ahead. Well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, they, they didn't start. They didn't have the best start in the conference, but they really finished it out, and every coach you want to be playing well at the end of the, the playoffs, and they get Montana – in the quarterfinals, and they've swept them this year. So it's hard to beat a team three times, but they're definitely playing with some confidence. UND has won 12 of their last 13. Yeah. And the first time they've ever swept Montana, and they'll get another shot at the Grizz tomorrow, Wednesday, at the, at the tournament. Uh, Maya Lloyd, first team all-conference. Michaela Dyer, second team all-conference as far as the Big Sky Conference awards go. Uh, did they, who's the MVP? I guess, you know, Maya got kind of a slow start, so probably right. not. Uh, She's playing a lot more <clears throat> like we had seen Maya Lloyd play in the past year, but she did have that kind of a two-week uh, swoon there in the middle of the year where her numbers weren't up to par. So the women go uh, in the uh, fourth spot. They get the number five, Montana. As you mentioned, Maddie, they've beaten Montana a couple of times. Uh, tough to beat somebody three times, but the way they're playing, I would think they'd have a lot of confidence going into that one, huh? Yeah, yeah that, that's a tough five draw, I think. You know, I think Robin Selvig at Montana, you know, I, I think m my boss, Wayne Nelson, was saying that Robin Selvig hasn't lost to a, somebody three times in a year in his whole career, and I think he's been there something like 30 years. So um, not the greatest Yikes. stat you probably want to hear if you're Yikes. North Dakota, but, uh, you know, it's a one-bid league, so if uh, – if you want to go to the tournament, you got to beat everybody. Are they the team to beat going in there after the way they finished? Yeah, you know they might be. They they definitely play a unique style, I think, to the Big Sky, where some of those Big Sky teams like to run and gun, um, and those are the teams that kind of give UND a problem. And I think that's why they've had more success with Montana because they're more similar to what North Dakota is. But yeah, you can't you can't say. I mean, North Dakota's got to be one of the favorites, if not the favorite. The men will play – well, they're playing today against Southern Utah, and they pounded them pretty good. And Yeah, yeah you know, UND. Do we expect them to take care of business in that one? I think so, you know. Uh, <laughs> crazy things happen at these tournaments, but uh, North Dakota is probably a seven-point favorite in the game. And then if they get – if they were to win that one, they'd play Idaho State, and they've handled them a couple of times this year. Actually handled them, looks like, uh, significantly eight and 16-point uh, wins. Yeah, you know their 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 route to Weber State in the semis is uh, looking okay. If you said you got to beat Southern Utah and Idaho State to to get to match up with Weber, uh, that's that's very doable, I think, for this North Dakota team. But you, it is true. I mean, you look at that. You have to win five, four games to get into the tournament. That's a, a heavy that's load. a large undertaking, wouldn't you say? Uh, that's yeah, and I think this. You know, maybe you didn't really realize how, how important uh, that first-round bye would be until you get to this point and realize that extra game you have to play and your your opponent's sitting around watching. So, um, yeah, that, uh, getting that five seed is kind of unfortunate for that team. But, um, you know, I I think they got they got the, the talent to make a run. 
would it be successful season to get to the semifinals and against a Weber State and and lose to Weber State for not making the conference tournament last year and for you know finishing the season as tough as they did to bring in as many new guys as they did. I think that's a pretty successful season. Yeah. All right. Hockey team has Colorado College this weekend. Uh, we saw that pesky four-goal lead against CC the last time they were in here. <laughs> Uh, evaporate. You never want that four-goal lead. And um, I don't know. I, the Colorado College. I'm glad. I have nothing against Andy Murray or Western Michigan, but I'm glad it's Colorado College just because they'll play the game a little more skating game than than Western would. It won't be as cloggy as uh, and trappy as Western Michigan. So for that, I'm. I'm so it'll grateful. be easier to call. Is that what you're saying? It'll just be, I think, a more entertaining game. I think. I Are think you? it'll be nice not to see the same game four or five times yeah. in a row. Like, right. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. crazy how much that's happening this year. Um, wow. In Duluth, Miami is going to play at least four straight games there. Omaha is going to play four straight games at Denver. You know, that's, I mean, what are the chances that it ends up that way? But, you know, here we go. That's, uh, and Brad Berry has said that he's made a great point. He had the numbers on the, on the games that have gone to a third game. And, in, in the playoffs, and he said, you don't, you don't want to do that. You don't want to put yourself in that position, but it happens in this league. Mm -hmm. We saw it first year of this league. Remember that? You had North Dakota, St. Cloud State, Duluth, and Omaha. Probably if the league would say, those are the four teams I want in Minneapolis, that would probably be them. And they if were all hosting. They were all hosting. You figured, out oh, they're going to get everybody they want there. Came down to the Sunday night game here. Or they wouldn't have had any of them. Yeah, they were one game away from not having any of them, from all four bottom seeds winning, and UND ended well, up holding off that one. And, um, would that have been was a disaster. Yeah, if, Nothing if, against any of those other programs, but it would have been a disaster. Oh, I think everyone knows it would be a disaster. I, I, think, I think the NCHC sits here every year, first, second weekend in March and crosses their fingers that North Dakota gets by. And they, they will never, you'll never hear them say that publicly because they can't. But if North Dakota's not there... It's gonna attendance will suffer tremendously in that tournament. It, you know, you worry that it might look like the Big Ten tournament if Yikes. if they're not there. Yikes. Any problems for UND to uh, get by St. Cloud State? Well, or, I mean, uh, <laughs> Colorado College. Hopefully, they're not playing St. Cloud in the first round. That would be a yeah. There would be problems there. Um, I think. Uh, uh, the the Hunter Fegis, um, Luke Gertis, and Sam Rothstein line that uh, really torched them that second night, um, or that first night, sorry, it was a Friday night, they, they have not been playing together recently. But I'm wondering if uh, Coach throws them back together and uh, Haviland puts them out on the ice again because that was their big their big issue against them. And I think a lot of their issue, too, is their, their goaltending has been a roller coaster. It has, too. absolutely. You never know what, no. what guy's going to show up. We've seen, them, uh, we've seen them look pretty good, and we've seen them look really bad. So um, if you look bad, especially against this team, it, it's not going to go well. You're going to be bad. You are going to be bad. And that's are you looking forward to the series, Maddie? Yeah, this. I mean, this is my first year with UND Hockey, so it'll be exciting to see in there playing well down the stretch and I think a lot of things are working for them so it'll be it'll be exciting to see Nick Schmaltz at last report should be okay yeah I think Brad so. Berry says I'm not going to be uh, I'm not going to say we're healthy anymore I'm just going to say everyone's available yeah <laughs> he's going to the uh, Dave Haxtell yep. route and uh, 
Yeah, we'll see uh, how that goes. But uh, the first time that these teams, or the last time that these teams played, Nick Schmaltz did not play and Drake Kajula did not play. So that's uh, a different look for Colorado College because they didn't, they, they, saw, they saw them both out in Springs in right. October, but they did not see them in Grand Forks. And that's a different team when those guys are out there as Western found out. All right. Well, there's a chance next week we could talk about a team in the uh, frozen face-off. We could talk about two teams in the NCAA tournament. There is. Give me the odds on that, Miller. Ooh, two teams in the NCAA <laughs> tournament? One. A one? 50-50? That all? That's about yeah. right. Yeah, he's... There's 24 teams down there going for the same prize. <laughs> this is how he uh, calculates... Uh, I talked to my guy. Yeah. <laughs> I got a guy that's got a guy, right? Yeah. All right. Thanks, Maddie. Thanks for being with us again. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Brad and Tom. Tom Miller, Brad Schlossman from the Grand Forks Herald. You can subscribe to this podcast and our sister podcast, Sit Down and Cheer on iTunes, as well as on SoundCloud. And don't forget to rate the podcast, leave a review. You can also get access to the latest releases of the podcast by following a new Indy Insider on Twitter that has all the information and links where you can listen and watch your favorite UND sports live and on demand. Join us for an all-new podcast next week. 